begin praying and believing the promises of God where you are. Right. You Huge. know, the promises of God is what pulls us into the absolute impossible. Mm. And then you begin seeing things far beyond what you could imagine. And so mm. that's usually where I start with people is mm-hmm. tell me your promises. What are the promises that God spoke? Don't give me your reality. Give me your promises. Yeah, it's good. And your promises will pull you into mm. just an incredible life with the Lord. Welcome to Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Seibert and the Antioch Movement. Whether this is your first time with us or you've been with us for a while now, our desire is that by the end of our time together, you can say that you've fallen more in love with Jesus and have a greater passion for Him and His purposes in the earth. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope that you enjoy today's episode. Well, hey, everybody. I am excited again today to pick up our conversation with Chris Delanier, my buddy and friend. And we're just talking about the journey from meeting Jesus, encountering him in college, kind of those first days of church planting, and then kind of coming into that clarity point. Who am I? What am I called to do? How do I integrate disciple making, church planting, the supernatural in this business grace gift that I'm called to? So just kind of take us from your coming out of India. Why did you transition out of India uh, from your work world there and all that you were doing? And kind of where was that, what we often call the death, burial, and resurrection? Hmm. Take us through that journey a little bit. Yeah, so, um, you know, coming out of the tail end of India, um, you know, my work stuff had really started uh, to pick up and take off. And I... Um, um, you know, had had the opportunity. I flew to California with a, uh, a client had th- flown me out there. Yeah, and when I was, yeah, I was um, out of this meeting and they said, Chris, we've got, you know, two options that we're thinking about. We really love what you guys, your, your team did in, in India with us. Um, uh, and we'd like to roll this out globally. And so we have two thoughts. One is to buy your firm and make you our global strategy guy or two, um, just allow you guys to kind of facilitate it yourselves um, with our support. And so I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, I mean, it, it's come in, man. The the it, this, is this, the this is opportunity of yeah, yeah, this yeah. opportunity of a lifetime. Right. Um, but in the same deal, you know, so my external world is really starting to accelerate. My internal world world starting to crash, just mm. personally. Yeah. And um, you know, you know, from cold with God. You know, mm. not excited about mission. Uh, Libby and I aren't doing well. Um, feel like every time I'm around my kids, I'm just frustrated and annoyed mm. and I'm not actually loving them. Right. And so, you know, I planned on, on that trip, I was going to fly out of Dallas. So I thought, okay, I'll fly into Dallas. I'll drive down to Waco, see the guy, see you guys, mm-hmm. and then I'll head out. Yeah. And I remember I'm in Hillsboro and I start feeling the internal rumble beginning to happen. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I remember I drove straight to your house, mm-hmm. you know, because I planned on staying with you that night. And, dude, you opened the door, and it's just mm-hmm. um, the floodgates mm-hmm. broke. And I think a lot of my own brokenness just I kind of came face to face with it. Mm-hmm. I think I had things that were masked that I was just kind of um, slugging through. And I remember telling you, like, you know, please, man, don't let me ruin my life. <laughs> please yeah. let me just come yeah. home and put the pieces back together. And realizing, I think in that moment, I, I think when I saw you, 
I think I realize, oh, I need family right now. Mm. Like I really need people who know me, mm. who can make it safe for me to let me put some pieces together because I'm on a journey. You know, one of the things I didn't share in the last one is so I'm at this point in India where we're really seeing some good things um, uh, happening, you know, from Signs and Wonders, church planning, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of at the starting gate of my business. Right. And I'm kind of saying, okay, I, c- I think I could kind of go down this like speaking tour thing in India, mm-hmm. um, or I've got this like ambiguous business thing that's mm-hmm. out here that I don't really know where it's going to go. And I felt like the Lord said, Chris, if you'll follow me, if you'll if you'll lay this down and follow me into mm-hmm. this, I'll resurrect something bigger than you could imagine. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, so of course, sure. here we go. And we went there, and so to be honest. Um, there was there were some thoughts when I was in California. Oh, here's the resurrection. Yeah. Right. And the reality when I came into Waco CU, I realized, oh, I need like I'm in death. Mm. Like that's mm. actually where I'm at today. <laughs> Sorry, man. Yeah. I brought the death. <laughs> and um, and just the reality of I'm in a I'm I'm broken and I need um, I need God to put the pieces back together. So what was what was so sweet about that time? You know, we I mean the the turnaround was so quick. Came, went right. flew back to India. Told Libby we, we're going home. Right. Uh, communicated to my team. Transitioned everything, and we we headed back here. And I headed back here not really sure on like what does it look like to kind of re-engage who am i sure. there was just a lot of you know ambiguity mm-hmm. before me you know i uh I'm, I'm tearing up just thinking about that time again you know that like we said it's those moments in god right when you realize okay the love of god the love of the brothers in it for the kingdom no matter where we are, right? Whether we're really broken or whether we're really on top of the world, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. It, it's those moments that we meet with God together that are so rich. And, yeah. and, and you, like you said, we, we just, every time we visit them, it just brings that sense again of God's presence and God's nearness. Yeah. So you came back and you, and you started saying, all right, business, I know I'm called to do this. And what I really appreciate is your whole mission has been, all right, how do I integrate everything? How do we knock down a secular, sacred divide, a church, non-church? How do I be a Jesus person 24-7 in all that I do? So take us through that journey. How, how did you kind of bridge those? Where were the challenges? I know we're still working through it, but we've learned a lot. So take us through the journey. Yeah, so I think one of the things that needed to happen for me is I needed God to reconstruct uh, just a biblical narrative with me. Right. And, you know, somebody who was just massive in those early days, you know, so um, we started Rydell and we, we were starting to buy businesses, start new things. Right. Um, and we hired uh, Justin Doro to kind of right. be our accounting finance guy. Yeah. And in that time, I kind of realized I need I, I I had so many voices going on in my head and it was right. it was like almost everything I'd ever read you know right, sure and it's almost like you know when you have those moments where you're like I've I've almost read too much yeah exactly that I can't even hear God yeah like I can't hear God I'm hearing everybody that's what sure. would they do how would they do you yeah. know and so I went through a season where I said I'm not going to read anything 
I'm the only thing I'm reading is the Bible, mm. and I'm gonna. I just need to get back to hearing the Holy Spirit again and letting God's word mm. do what it does. Wow! Because the Word of God is the only thing that promises mm. change, correction, right. you know, all those things we need in our lives, and everything that the, that like the Word of God says it does. I'm like, okay, it's exactly what I need in this season. Right. Yeah. And so. Um, Justin exposed me to uh, learning how to do Discovery Bible studies, just mm. a simple format. Mm-hmm. And I remember I would, you know, got a white piece of paper out and put in the columns and write it here, put in your own words here. And I remember first when he explained it to you, I thought, it's for like little kids. <laughs> I'm like, been, mm-hmm. I've been a U.S. pastor, right, been a missionary. Sure. This seems like this is for like little kids or like in, sure. illiterate overseas people. But what happened to me is I learned to really deeply meditate on the Word of God. Mm. And it just, in some ways, mm-hmm. uh, I don't, you know, you've, I know we've all had this, but it's sure. like I got saved again. It Absolutely. felt like this fresh sure. salvation with just us discovering grace, uh, identity just went mm-hmm. deeper than ever through the Lord and through the Word of God. And the worlds just started intersecting more and more. I just, mm-hmm. I felt like I could begin seeing and finding God, learning how to hear God in my work, hear Him in my meetings. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's the big thing that people are really asking is there's just, I don't sense God when I'm at work. Right. And so, you know, that's a question I'll ask people. Do you sense the Lord mm-hmm. when you're at work? And most, you know, 90% of people say, no, I don't, I don't now, sense now, I, the I know Lord. you're going to tell me, but, but let me just ask it straight up. So why is that? Why do people n- not sense God in their work? What's the missing deal? Yeah, I think the I think the big deal is I think people believe it's the um, it's the dualism that I talked about yesterday. Sure. There are things that God finds are most important, and God cares most about us reading his bi- reading the Bible and prayer times and life group, and mm-hmm. and then God is okay with us having to read our financial sheets, having to go to sales meetings, having to right. meet with employees. Sure. Like, it's not that God doesn't like it. It's sure. not that he likes it. He's yeah. just kind of neutral about it. Right. And so what happened to me is I began having encounters with the excitement of God. Wow. Just right. he is excited about this simple thing. Mm-hmm. And Justin was kind of one that kind of started egging that on with yeah. me to go there with right. God. Yeah. And the thing that was interesting, Justin you know, he worked for us. He worked yeah, for me sure. and he'd come and sit in my office across from me. And he just honestly discipled me as my employee. Sure. Um, and so it began really reframing the way I think about disciple making as not as much this like top down deal, but the ability of you can begin fathering people who are older than you, younger sure. than you. Like it can just come anywhere when you really take the attitude of a servant and that's what justin really did he mm-hmm. he really just served me in a in that season would listen to me ask my questions and you know just continue to point me to check it out in the word of god it was just rich time of but course. i think i began really encountering god's excitement and that got in me, all things in, in all things right because everything is made in the image of god for god to take dominion, et cetera, of every aspect of society. Absolutely. Right? It's so, the same thing with like parenting, right? So yeah. like when you are with your kids and you realize you're doing some absolute building Legos with your kids sure. right. and realizing God loves this. Mm-hmm. God loves that you're on the floor with your kids building Legos. Like, and you feel the sense of the excitement of God mm-hmm. in that. I think that's where I go back to what we said yesterday. People see God encounters in those moments. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. And it shifts everything, right? It shifts everything. So it's the Word of God and the Holy Spirit that, yeah. that combo it up, right? So um, so let's go next level deeper. I know you and I talked about this. So you get this revelation of, all right, everything matters. So now everything matters. But then you realize, okay, if everything matters, um, I want to make sure that everything is disciple-making oriented, right? Because we're discipling all of life. So what was kind of that next level and where we are today, actually, and where we're praying, thinking through, working it through? What was the shift in just being a good company that makes money and is a good steward, nice to their employees, leads a few Bible studies? What was What's kind of the next level we're shooting for, or, or what are you... What are you doing in discipleship? Yeah, so this, one of the things that like helped me paradigm-wise is to begin asking people, what do I do that's actually helpful? <laughs> you there know, you go. like at times yeah. I think it, I think what this I'm doing is helpful, right? And other people like that's not helpful. Yeah. Uh, when you do that, that's helpful. And you're like, oh, I didn't know. Right. And so one of the things that people began telling me was helpful is follow me around. Huh. So if I can just follow you around all day. And, um, you know, it's not necessarily even what I'm saying, but it's just kind of watching what I'm doing. What am I doing in my meetings? What am I doing when I do this? How am I looking at this? How do I think about this decision? Just the nitty gritty stuff. uh, People are like, it's just really helpful Mm -hmm. because it demystifies a lot of the, at times, hype that people put on a normal day. Right. You know, like, what does it really look like when you're really just kind of nudging the kingdom forward? Sure. And so uh, that was helpful, you know, for, mm-hmm. as I started thinking about it. So I was like, okay, so the, the ability to let people peer in is super helpful for right. other people to be able to see what it looks like to follow Jesus and to be raw and vulnerable when I'm yeah. like, I don't know what I'm doing. Or I may handle that wrong. I'm not sure what to do. Yeah. yeah. So I was just reading you yeah, a little update about some of the testimonies that are just coming out of the restaurant business. Yeah. And, um, so what's been the next level on that, right? I mean, you, you're you always in your business, loving people, praying for people, whatever God gives you. But but we've kind of, you've empowered a guy to kind of just make that more his deal. Do you mind sharing with us kind of sure. what, what goes on there? What What's the purpose and the point about people walking in the restaurant? What are you trying to get to? Yeah, so one of the things that we realized with uh, the restaurant that people needed was consistency, just a healthy, consistent environment. And so as we did that and we said, okay, we, we've kind of, I think we've kind of created that from a work environment perspective. What does that look like from a spiritual mm-hmm. environment perspective? So I think in some ways, um, realizing for me, I am not a consistent person in nature. That's not actually mm-hmm. my strength mm-hmm. as a leader. But that's a need for people. Right. So one of the things I l- began looking at is like marketplace chaplains. Right. And I began investigating and looking at that model, and I saw some things I really liked about it, sure. saw some things that missed based right. on what we were wanting to do. Right. And so I got encouraged. I met a guy who um, is in my same space. He's in private equity, Harvard guy. And he helped kind of craft with me. Um, what we what we call a care coordinator, and what we the whole intent was: how can we begin caring for the families of our employees, the kids of our employees, and the customers that we serve every day? Great. And so um, we began kind of crafting a job description, and then I just began praying. And one day I'm in the prayer room at a Jesus hour, and uh, I, I see Blake Hartsock, and he looks at me and says, "I found your guy." And he points to me, introduces me to Leonard Evans. Mm-hmm. Leonard Evans was on his way to move to Waco, mm-hmm. and the rest is history. But Leonard has taken it 
above and beyond I ever could mm-hmm. uh, do myself. He is seeing testimonies every day with customers and employees. That is just amazing. It really is above and beyond even what I saw of what this potentially could be. So mm-hmm. incredible. Awesome. So people listen out there have got all kinds of things going on in their lives. They're an employee, they're an employer, they're in their first job, they're 20 years down the line, etc. So just kind of wrap it up. What are you shooting for? Kingdom of God, outcome, you know, I've learned all these things internally. I'm trying to apply these externally. What would you exhort somebody in the workplace today? Like if you just want to wrap it up for them. Hey, when you get up in the morning, here's your mission. And at the end of the day, you know if you won. Yeah, so I think number one is my prayer for you today is that you would you would encounter the excitement of God about mm-hmm. who you are. I, pr- yeah. I just I pray that you would experience yeah. that. I think number two is that you would know that you have permission from God and from the people of God to go mm-hmm. try stuff. Yes. Just begin trying small little things. People will come to me and say, hey, it's so transformed here now. Mm-hmm. If they maybe knew the business four years ago to where they see it today, mm-hmm. they're so transformed. How did it happen? I said a thousand things happened. Yeah. A thousand prayers happened. A thousand acts of kindness happened. Mm-hmm. Thousand little things create the big thing. Yeah. And so I think at times we try to take these massive leaps. And mm-hmm. my encouragement would be just begin looking to do small little things mm-hmm. consistently mm-hmm. and begin trying new things periodically. And if yeah. you're doing that, uh, you're going to see stuff. Sure. It's just... Um, it, it's that, and then the third thing is begin praying and believing the promises of God where you are. Right. Huge. You know, the promises of God is what pulls us into the absolute impossible, mm. and then you begin seeing things far beyond what you could imagine. And so mm. that's usually where I start with people: is mm-hmm. tell me your promises. What are the promises that God spoke? Don't give me your reality. Give me your promises. Yeah, it's good. And your promises will pull you into mm. just an incredible life with the Lord. Wow. So. There's a ton there. So let me just kind of wrap it up for today, and uh, hopefully we can have another conversation here in the future. But this whole deal about the Word of God and the promises of God, you know, when I talk about change, I always talk about you got to be aware you need change. Then you have to get a biblical promise because the power is on the Word of God. That's right. The Word of God can't be stopped, yeah. right? Uh, it says basically flesh and blood will pass away, but the Word of God will stand forever. So when we lock into a promise of God that is, has, that is a scripture itself, then the power of it can't be stopped. Then it just becomes getting in agreement with that promise and lining up to it and believing it and praying into it and you know, working around. So I think, I think that um, my big admonition to everybody is, all right, there are given promises that we all have as children of God. And then there's that specific promise that God has for That's you right. to That's lay right. into as a mom, as a son, as a daughter, as an employee, as an employer, as a athlete, whatever it is, there's promises because none of us want to live our lives without the promises of God. That's right. Because here's what the uh, Corinthians says, Second Corinthians, the promises of God are yes and amen. Yeah. Oh, come on. Yeah. So Lord, give good. everybody a promise who's listening to this yes, amen. podcast today and move us all forward because you want your kingdom to come and your mm. will to be done. Thanks, brother. Looking forward to the future. Love you. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Seibert and the Antioch Movement. For more information, please visit jimmysibert.com and antioch.org. We'll see you next time.